Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. It's your host, Poonam, here with a very special guest, Gayatri Narayanan. And this is the first episode of the new year. Let me first wish everyone a happy, healthy, and a prosperous new year 2024. I'm sure you all want to be mindful, beautiful, and thrive in this new year. If you want to start doing meditations in this new year, we are ready to share great insights and help you on your journey with very special guests. The good news is meditation has no side effects. So make meditation a part of your life in 2024. Welcome, Gayatri. Before I ask you more questions, please introduce yourself and tell us what are you doing currently? Hi, Poonam. Thank you so much for this opportunity and for inviting me and wish you a very happy new year and wish all the listeners a very, very happy new year uh, and uh, all good wishes for 2024 to to all of you. Yeah, so over the past few years now, I've been teaching mindfulness and meditation here in the Bay Area, but also online and there are people from other parts of the country and the world who join my classes as well. So I've been teaching meditation to teenagers and adults and in a couple of different senior centers and also teaching my uh, mindful parenting classes to bring these practices into our relationships, into, into our families. So I've been doing some, I've been teaching some retreats and so I'm a, I'm a certified mindfulness meditation teacher. I graduated from this program that was taught by Jack Cornfield and Tara Brock. It's called the Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Certification Program. So it was a two-year program uh, that I graduated from. And, and before that, I was certified as a parent educator from ECHO, ECHO Parenting in Los Angeles. So that was a year-long program. Uh, so that's been my work for the past uh, few years, uh, sharing these teachings and practices. And it's been such a joy for me to do this work. Um, yeah, I transitioned into this work uh, from a, from a technology background. Uh, so my career before that was in healthcare technology. So for about the last nine years or so, I've been nine ten years. I've been doing this work. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your experience. So my first question to you is: What inspired you to start your meditation journey? That is a very interesting question. So I met my guru, my spiritual teacher, when I was about 10 or 11 years old in India. And so he was a great inspiration to me. And initially, you know, I related to him as a grandpa. I was a little kid running around. And, but 
but he would tell me stories and talk to me and whenever he visited our uh, bangalore he would come and visit our house and uh, so i had these brief interactions with him growing up and then in my early 20s actually i would say even in my late teens um it was very clear to me that uh, what a lot of the adults were telling me about oh that this is the way to find your happiness as you go to school and get a degree and work and earn money and and this is going to give you happiness and a material success is going to give you happiness it was very clear to me very early on that that was not true that there was something else that we that was deeper and more that was that would be the fountain of more well-being i had that in, inclination and and i doubted that that material success would is going to give me what i wanted it was pretty clear pretty early on but i didn't know what what that was and i think it was only in my early 20s when i went and stayed in the gurukula where my uh, guru was teaching uh that i really i could see what what he was really about and i said he knows the secret i want that i want i want what he has and uh so i started getting really curious and interested in some of those teachings and uh practices so i started doing more yoga and in the yoga classes of course they had some meditation um and then i started deepening my own meditation practice and trying out different ways to to bring that into my life and it was around it was much later that i actually was formally introduced to mindfulness i went for a retreat to spirit rock meditation center here in the bay area and then i could see how mindfulness could really be supportive and then i started a regular mindfulness meditation practice so it went through the and other spiritual practices and then i landed upon mindfulness and even to this day i I experiment with different techniques of meditation but but it has been a pretty constant part of my life for the past I would say 20 years or 20 25 years I would say yeah that's amazing amazing thank you so much for sharing your childhood stories also so you mentioned you are currently experimenting and doing mainly mindfulness so would you like to educate us so what is mindfulness Well, in mindfulness it has a very simple definition but it's very susceptibly simple because mindfulness is basically being aware of what is happening in the moment and to to hold it in a in a non-judgmental accepting awareness basically so to be aware of what's happening and to be accepting and non-judgmental of what's happening right so so that's like a rough definition it's not a formal definition there are more formal definitions of what mindfulness is for example john kabat-zinn's definition is mindfulness means paying attention in a particular way which is on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally right so it's something that is intentional it's on purpose you you because naturally our mind is always toggling back and forth between the past and the future but so there's this intentionality to say oh i want to be right here i want to be present and so it's happening in the present moment you're aware you're paying attention in the present moment and you're doing so without any judgment and there's another beautiful um acronym that uh, dan siegel offers which is a uh, call c o a l is to pay attention to be aware and to bring curiosity openness 
acceptance and love to the present moment. So to be curious about what's happening in the moment, to be open to what's happening in the moment, to accept what's happening in the moment, and to be loving and to be compassionate, to have heart uh, of openness and compassion, uh, and to meet whatever is here with uh, with awareness and with compassion. So that is uh, that is what the uh, definition of mindfulness is, uh, and it's very it sounds very simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> so it it really takes a lot of practice to be able to do that in effectively and and more often, right? To be able to be present more often. It takes practice. You have to cultivate those muscles of mindfulness. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you again for sharing it here. In fact, even I am a mindfulness practitioner myself. And as you said, easier said than done. But I'm giving hope to our audience. If I can do it, they can do it. So what benefits yes. did you experience after starting your journey? Oh my! I mean, it's such a long list. It's uh, it's hard to. <laughs> it's it's it, there's. I just have. There's just too many, and this is just a few that I can name off the top of my head. Definitely less anxious and reactive. I I remember a time when things could set me off like in a flash of a second, right? And always worried and anxious about things and what's going to happen and nervous and restless all of that has has calmed down a lot so basically i don't feel anxious anymore i feel much more confident in myself in my body i'm more joyful i express my joy more readily i smile more readily i'm much more loving and accepting of more kinds of people before i had my people i was i i liked and people i don't i didn't care for right but now that circle of people that i can be with has grown i can be with a lot more different kinds of people, more loving and accepting of people. I'm able to let go of things much easier. Before, things used to be very sticky, and they would stick, and I would think of them and replay them and rehash them and talk about it and remember it. And, and now they just kind of fall away much more easily. I don't really hold on to things um, that much. I sleep much better. I literally, I, I think I, I have very few people that I have hard feelings towards. You don't. I just feel more. I don't know. Uh, I don't hold a lot of anger or resentment towards people. I'm able to stay more present for sure. And even when things get difficult, I'm able to be aware of what's happening in the moment. And, and not always, but much more often than I used to be able to before. And uh, things that would otherwise have thrown me into a loop are much more manageable. I, but one of the biggest, I think the deeper benefits that I've experienced is a sense of harmony that I experience between my inner and my outer life. Like I feel much more aligned with who I am and my actions and my words and my external life and my internal life are all much more coordinated and harmonized. Before it used to feel like I was, like I was trying to be something I wasn't or like trying to be like I was like walking around in tight clothes or tight shoes. Like now I feel much more at ease in my body, in my mind. And I also, I've also developed a much greater trust in life itself. Like I, I don't know how to describe that, but it's, I've definitely developed a greater trust in, in this mystery that we're in, in this life that we're in, which is, which is really a mystery. I, if you really contemplate our, our human incarnation. I mean, it's a pretty mysterious thing, but I've learned to trust it much more. I'm not, I'm not so afraid anymore. 
So I think uh, so those are some of the benefits I've experienced over the course of these past many years. Yeah. Wonderful, Gayatri. And I can relate with you. I experienced myself those benefits that you mentioned. Uh, that we accepted, loving, right? That's what mindfulness is teaching us. Let go of past and do not worry for future. Be in the moment. And you are okay. here to add value. So that's so amazing. But I wanted to ask you, how long did it take for you to reap these benefits? Oh, my. I mean, I've been practicing for about 20 to, 20, I don't know, 20, almost 25 years now, I would say. So it is, it's not something that you can even see on a day-to-day -day basis sometimes. It's something when you look back in the rearview mirror, you say, oh, wow, this, this used to happen and it doesn't happen anymore. Like I used to get really angry about this. So this used to really annoy me before. And I used to be much more reactive to this. And oh, now this doesn't bother me anymore. It's a, it's a, like, it, it's a very so, slow drip, drip, drip an effect that uh, that meditation starts to have. But there are some benefits that you can see almost very, very, very quickly. Like even within a, a couple of months of practice, you'll start to notice like, for example, things like anxiety, depression, like you can start to see how some of those things start to uh, clear away and you'll start to see the sky <laughs> behind the clouds. Like, it's like a veil lifting up and you start to feel more easy. Uh, so some of the benefits you start to see quickly and some are slow but for sure there is a greater degree of freedom greater degree of ease more joy more definitely more compassion more love you're able to experience the the goodness of life much more easily with this practice but it's not something uh, that and it's not even linear like i would not say that it's like oh it just gets better and better and better it's like three steps forward, two steps back, five steps forward, two steps back. It just keeps, it's, it's not a, a linear thing. It's it's like, and there are times when things can go in the opposite direction where you feel like nothing's happening. Sometimes it feels like you've plateaued, that there's no change. Sometimes you feel more depressed and then before you get start to feel uh, better. So it's a very, uh, it's a path that is very unique for everybody, for each person. And but one thing I can say is you can absolutely trust the practice. The, the practice itself has a way of working with each psyche, with each body, with each individual. And it's and you can trust it. Once you're on the path, let go. You can absolutely trust that it will take you to the right place. So that's what I would say about that. Yeah. So what I understood from you, Gayatri, practice, practice, practice. Yes, at times you may feel like giving up, hey, nothing is happening. But there is a trust piece you talked about. Keep doing, keep doing. And one day you will realize, like, wow, I did not know when that has changed or the mask has yeah. been uplifted and more joy exactly. in my life. Right? Wonderful. That's, that's so absolutely is, right. Yeah, what is yeah. your advice to those who are starting this journey? How long should they sit when they are starting this journey? So what I would say is listen to your own body and mind and your own needs, right? But even if you, even if you start for like maybe a five-minute practice a day or a 10-minute practice a day, that's a good place to start. So the duration is not as important as the consistency. 
Like, so I would say it's better to do five minutes a day than do 30 minutes twice a week. But I mean, it's, it's better to sit for short periods of time, but keep it consistent because it's like your body and mind have to learn this new language, this new way of being and adjust to a particular routine, a habit. And once you cultivate the habit, then it becomes like, for me, it's like if I don't meditate, it feels like I haven't brushed my teeth because it feels like something's off. Like it, it becomes such a part of your day that you, it, and and then it becomes very easy to sustain. But initially, as you're cultivating the practice, even a little bit every day, can be very, very helpful. And you can do guided meditations. You can do, there's so many different options online. And, or you can just sit silently, just, just watch your breath and sit quietly with your mind, observe what's happening. And yeah, so, and so there's so many ways in which you can do this, but I definitely say consistency is what's important in, in cultivating a practice. Yeah. I agree with you. So, Consistency is important. Uh, patience also very important. And yes. if you are not able to do one day, don't beat yourself up. <laughs> but Absolutely. what I right? and I what I heard if you do want to cultivate a new habit, if you do it for twenty one days, it becomes part of you. Right? As you were mentioning, if you now like brush, you don't need to think part of your daily routine so similarly if you start doing meditation every day it becomes part of you and if you don't do it you miss like oh why am i not able to do it right because you feel so many benefits out of it okay yes the other question yeah, i wanted no. to ask you yeah. actually so what's the uh, better time like is there any time of the day which is better for meditation I joke, uh, so I use this uh, acronym RPM. It's like rise, pee, meditate. You know, go to the bathroom. You get up in the morning. You just wash your face. Go, go to the bathroom, uh, and then and try to sit right away if if that's possible. That's that's the best time because that's before you get, start reading the news and before you have your coffee and before you start talking to people and before the household wakes up. Uh, if you can squeeze it in before all that happens for about 10 to 15 minutes if you can just sit down that's that's a really good time but at the, having said that it, the, even if you can't do it in the morning you can find a f few moments during the lunch hour at work or the afternoon in between meetings or the evening before going to bed those are all good times to practice so so it's so try to find a time that is suitable for you but what I think what I would say is try to find a time when your body is alert, right? So, for example, like if you meditate right after lunch, it's probably not such a great idea. You're going to feel sleepy. or So it's, you have to observe your own rhythm of your body, your circadian rhythm, and, and adjust accordingly and find a good time for your practice. But mornings are best if that's possible. I would say mornings are definitely the best. Yeah. Uh, so what I do, Kaitri, I agree, like mornings are the best. You know, morning, my mind is fresh. And I do believe garbage in, garbage out. And if I'm setting up the foundation of my day with positivity, with calmness, with peace, most likely I will have a calm and peaceful day. And what I do, in addition to the morning meditation, I do take a one-minute break after every hour to take three deep breaths, 
reset you know, all the negativity or tiredness in the body or just to acknowledge my own feelings and um before going to the bed also i try to do meditation or i try to write uh, that gratitude journal so that you know i'm ending Beautiful. with positive information but as you said everybody's journey is different everybody needs to find what works for them but we all agree even science has proven right when your uh, mind is uh, fresh and as you were saying your body is alert that's the best time to do a little bit of meditation right okay. you know and and, and uh, i wanted to mention one more thing punam here is so to find a, a particular block of time to sit quietly and that's that's what we call a, a formal meditation practice right a formal mindfulness practice but there's also the informal practice which is like you were saying is to take a pause in the middle of whatever you're doing and to just become present in the body take a couple of deep breaths be aware of what's going on in your mind be aware of the feelings that you're experiencing be aware of your surroundings listen to the sounds around you and just to step into the present moment either even for a few seconds at a time and you can do that throughout the day whenever you remember and uh, make that a practice as well so that is also a, a very very important part of the practice the informal practice so so if you combine both the formal and the informal practice uh, then you can really integrate integrate it into your life yes this practice the mindfulness practice yeah yeah thank you for emphasizing that and we talked about little bit about sleepiness but and what other challenges anybody could face when they are embarking on this journey yeah so uh, and of course it varies from person to person but so typically like you, the body because you're not used to sitting to being to being alert and relaxed at the same time that's a it's a say to be alert and relaxed that's what we want in meditation that's very difficult for a lot of people because either you're alert and running around or you're relaxed and you're sleeping so it's very easy uh, for many people to just fall asleep during meditation because the body is not used to that balance between being alert and relaxed so that's a pretty common a uh, challenge but another one that i i find people get discouraged they say oh whenever i meditate my mind is racing during meditation i can't keep my mind to be still and my mind is racing um and i often tell them i was like it's not that your mind is racing because you're meditating it's because that you're aware that your mind is racing when you're meditating because you you suddenly noticing that oh my god look what's happening i'm just going from this to that and it's bouncing around and it's going in loops so you start to notice the movements of mind and that is totally fine in fact it's a good thing you're starting to become aware you're starting to notice the pace of the mind the mood of the mind the contents of the mind that's all part of the journey so don't get discouraged even if you're saying oh my mind is going crazy it the idea is not to say to make your mind stop or to have no thoughts that's one of the the great uh, myths about meditation people think oh i've got to be really quiet and the mind has to be absolutely still that's not true what what it's really about is to be aware of what the mind is doing that's what's that's the practice right so that's another uh, common complaint i get from people and of course things like the restlessness in the body right because sometimes when you people because of anxiety or nervousness and the body is it's hard for the body to be still so that's also a common hurdle that comes along the way but over time the body will start to settle and start to quiet down so don't uh, give up on those first cells that show up during meditation just keep at it trust it do a little bit every day and these things start to resolve themselves over time 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Gayatri, for sharing your journey, the benefits you read, and your, a little bit about your practice. Uh, we have so much to learn from you, and I know we are running oh, out of thank time. thank you. Yeah, so we will definitely do another episode of recording because you are a parent yourself, and I know you have read so many benefits while mindfully parenting your two beautiful children. So I would request my audience to stay tuned because we are going to bring Gayatri again and we'll talk about the benefits of mindful parenting. And another third episode would be about how they can practice mindfulness and gain benefits in their journey. So thank you so much, Gayatri, for joining us today and sharing your Thank you, Puna. Thank okay. you, thank you so much. And if people are interested in my work and in my offerings, they can go to my website. It's uh, mindtree.org. It's M-Y-N-D-T-R-E-E.org. I offer morning community meditations on Zoom Monday through Friday from 8 to 8.30 a.m. Pacific time. It's a very open group. Anybody's welcome. It, uh, you can drop in. I, I make the recordings available. It's a beautiful community of people. And I think practicing together in community is a very good way to sustain and cultivate a meditation practice. So, yeah, so all are welcome. Thank you so much, Poonam. Thanks for this opportunity. Thanks for this conversation. I really enjoyed it. You are listening to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation. As part of our youth series, we will be releasing new episodes every Friday, so make sure to continue to check those out. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and thank you so much for listening.